Well, hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of Project Redemption, Real Life Stories, where you are going to meet a new Redemption Press author, Carol Chisholm, who is already in the studio on the screen with me. So Carol, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Amen. And let me just say, a little later in the podcast, we're going to talk about Carol's new book, Breaking the Shadows, How to Embrace Your True Self and Live in the Light of God's Glory. And boy, does she have a story of God working <laughs> that in her life. So I'm just so excited to jump in and hear more about how God has been so good in your life, Carol. Let's start out with um, kind of the defining moment in your life when God just changed the trajectory of your life. Tell us what that looked like, because I know it's not your first encounter with Jesus, but right. tell us what that looked like. <laughs> well, first encounter with Jesus when he changed my life is um, I was kind of aimless. Like I was hopping, you know, you're hopeless and you're aimless and you're wandering. And I'd grown up in church. Like my father was a pastor and, um, and I thought, Hey, you know, I'll be all right. My dad's a pastor. I got, I got it in. I got, I got this. Yeah, I got this, but still just kind of hopeless and aimlessly wandering through life from job to job, from relationship to relationship. And um, the Lord allowed me to meet this very handsome young man. He was in the Air Force and stationed in the military in Oklahoma. And then we got married. And my very first duty station after being married was thousands of miles away in Europe. And wow. so the wandering and the aimlessness and the hopelessness became even more intense. I had no family. I had mm -hmm. no friends there. Um, and so I was just a mess. I was hopeless and in despair. And my husband, after working a sometimes 12 hours a day would come home to this miserable bride, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Supposed to be the ha some of the happiest moments of your life when you get married. But he would come home to this miserable bride who was just, and, and couldn't please me. Like he would, after 12 hours a day, would want to take me places just so I would be out of the house. You know, living on a, the German economy, I couldn't speak German. I didn't, so I didn't have anybody. And it was at that time that the Lord, it was like he got me just where he wanted me to get my attention, mm. to say, hey. Uh -huh. <laughs> and it was at that moment when um, he changed my whole life. I, I met a friend. Well, I had a friend when I first got there uh, that was a friend of my, that was my husband's friend's why okay and so he was uh, the young man was his sponsor and so I, we bonded with her but then she started going to church and i'm like i don't have a friend anymore to hang out with you know to do those unchurched kind of things right <laughs> oh and so um 
I'm, but so we stopped kind of hanging out. So I was back at that situation where it was just me. And we met her. We went someplace uh, on the base and ran into her. And she invited me to church. And that was it. When I got there, it was like, this is what I've been missing. Okay. And so the Lord, through that, through all of that, drew me unto mm. him and changed mm. my life and gave me purpose and yeah. gave me meaning at that time. And then I had a situation that came that arised called alopecia, which started another kind of process of aimlessness and hopelessness. Mm. Okay. Now I had never, until I met you, I had never heard the term alopecia. So I would love for you to just unpack that a little. So we understand what that is, how you end up with that, you know, just kind of how you learned what was going on with you and came to grips with. Sure. Absolutely. Well, alopecia is an autoimmune disorder that uh, attacks your hair follicles, uh, causes your hair to fall out. So basically my immune system thinks my hair is a foreign object. I did not know what it was. I, I didn't know that my original hair loss when it started was actually alopecia. Um, I, at the time that I, it started, I had just had my son, he was nine months old. And I took him home from Germany to Oklahoma to visit my family. And while I was there, I had a vocal cord surgery. I had polyps removed on my vocal cords. And I had gone to a hairstylist, which was a very good friend of mine, who did what we call a jerry curl. It was years ago. It's a chemical process. And so I thought that maybe it was a like a perfect storm. The, the colliding of these two events that happened that was causing my hair to fall out. When I woke up one morning, I got back from Europe, I mean, from the States back to Europe. And I, my son, of course, woke up and I went to get him. And I just ran my fingers through my hair, handful of hair. Mm. Oh my gosh, what is going on? I thought maybe it was chemical burns from the, you know, the processing the of the hair. Right. Or that it was just, you know, I had just had a child. So, you know, sometimes postpartum, you have hair loss. I just didn't really even think about it being alopecia. But the longer it persisted, right. I knew something was wrong. It was like, there has there's got to be a problem. But I didn't want to face it. Mm. I didn't want to accept the fact that, oh, I'm losing my hair. And it's not just you know, the normal hair loss, it's right. significant. Um, and so I was, I was terrified. I didn't want to go to a dermatologist one because they were, we didn't have any specialists on the base. We had to go on the German economy. And of course there, there was another issue, the language barrier, right. but they, they spoke English, you know, most of the German people, they speak English, but I was too embarrassed. I was too ashamed. I was too humiliated for anybody to see 
my my condition. What I and at that time I still had hair. It had just thinned out really, uh, really badly. A um, lot of thinning, uh, and I had a bald spot in the top of my head. So I, I could still, after a while, could mask what was going on with, right. you know, braids or with um, uh, weaves or things like that until it got so profound that um, I could not mask anything. I had to cover it up with a wig. And now I can still grow hair around the back. So that's a different type of alopecia that's different from Arietta or um, uh, universalis. And I'm finding that as I've gotten this condition and have researched and been with support groups, that actually it's very common. And there's so many different types of it. And, and they don't know why. They, they don't know if it's genetic. In some cases, it could be. And in other cases, it could just be, I don't know, things that happen. It's really strange. Yeah. So as you began to embrace the, I mean, it, there was no way of getting around it. And I mean, I'm sure it, that had to take a while to, to get to oh, a yeah. place where you could accept it. Oh, yes. <laughs> what did that look like? Because because the way I understand it, God really met you and changed your perspective. He really did. It it was a a long time. It was a long time of being fearful mm. and being depressed, anxiety, um, just hating myself, hating the way I looked, hating. You know, and I thought I didn't love myself. I didn't love myself, so I didn't think anybody else should love me. Mm. Why, why would anybody else love me, yeah. especially my husband? You know, uh, we have been married for 36 years now. So he's been with me through the good, the bad, and the bald, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's been with me, and he never made me feel that I was defined by my hair. I mm. was defining myself by my hair or lack of right. hair. And so we as women or anyone, we we do that. We tend to define ourselves by what we've experienced, our traumas, our past, our flaws, our imperfections. And so that's how I felt. And I did for many years hiding hoping that no one would ever find out, that no one would ever see me. Uh, it got so bad, Athena, that I would wear my wig 24-7. I would not even allow my husband to see me <clears throat> naked. <laughs> right, right. Those are the, our husbands or who we share the most intimate points and moments of our lives with. But, I mean, I shut him out. I locked him out. It's, we, we used to, at a time, share the bathroom together when we would get ready in the morning and we would, you know, he's shaving or something and I'm brushing my teeth. And it got to where I wouldn't even let him come in the bathroom. Mm. Hold on a minute. He would have to knock. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. It wasn't that I had to put on any clothes. I had to put on my wig. Right. Because I did not want him to see me like mm. that. Wow. That's so, a lot of shame. That's it is. wow. 
it is it's so it's just so demoralizing, especially in a society where we put so much emphasis on beauty, on, you know, our hair, our, our bodies, our, we put, we overemphasize everything. And so I'm, it's like, this is, can't be this can't be happening why is this happening what did i do wrong and you know you go through the everything you go through the gamut of you know was it because of this was it because of that well what did did i lord we look in the scripture and we see oh you don't have your glory because the bible says a woman's hair is her glory so i don't i went through all of these types of battles Mm as a woman that's bald without any hair. So it's very challenging. And I, I mean, it's and it's not just the bald. It could be any situation in our life that we actually go through. What 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 did I do? You know, thinking it's something that we did. Was this or, sin, Lord? Did I but, sin and brought it on myself? Exactly, exactly. So... So, so when God began to work on your heart and let you see how much he loved you and he, he wasn't sitting up in heaven, like doing the, what? I didn't see that. I didn't know she was losing her hair. (laughs) Right. He didn't do that. How did, at what point was that then that he began to turn that around and you embraced the way that you are and, and found that he loves you and wants you to love yourself as he does. It was a very defining moment. And it was something that I had really never experienced before with Mm -hmm. my walk in Christ. Um, I always pray. My prayer has always been, God, I want you to get the glory in my life. And as I was praying one morning, I had a thought. I didn't know this one was the Lord, but I had a thought, take the wig off and just be who you are. And it's like, what? (laughs) Oh, that wasn't God, right? (laughs) Wait a minute now. And so I I thought about it. I pondered on it. I, I asked my husband what he thought. I asked my children what they thought. And they were like, oh, mom, you know, hey, honey, just be you. We got you. You're beautiful. We love you regardless. Aww. And so I'm getting ready, you know, like the little engine that I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Yes, I think I can do this until it was time. And it was like, nope, can't do it. And so I just dismissed it. I said, nah, that wasn't God. That was me. Why was God? want me to be humiliated because surely people would laugh at me and talk about me. Mm. And so I dismissed it. And a, a whole year went by, almost a year to the date. Whoa. And I'm praying again. God, I want you to get the glory of my life. I mean, weeping. God, please. I just want to please you. Right. This time, it was no doubt that it was him and not just my thoughts. He said to me, how can they give me glory if they never know your struggle? And it hit me like, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I said, God, it's you. I'm, 
first repented for being in disobedience for a year because <laughs> yeah. he had the year before to do it. And I immediately got up from my knees. I went to my bathroom and just shaved off the, the what I had left because remember I can grow hair around the backside. Right. Shaved it off and looked in the mirror when it was done and thought, oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> what have I done? And then I put, you know, I put on makeup. I said, well, let me see how it really looks. Put on makeup and said to myself, girl, you don't look half bad. <laughs> I know. You're a beautiful woman. <laughs> Thank you. But it has been it has been an amazing experience from that point of my life was like, God, why didn't I do this years ago? Because through it, he's blessed me and allowed me to be able to talk to people uh, and, and tell them my story mm-hmm. and to share with them the gospel and how the Lord has turned my life around, even through adversity, you know, yeah. even though we face different obstacles and things that that may look like they're against us, but if God be for us, who or what That's can right. be against us? Mm-hmm. And so I have just embraced it because I, I'm learning to see myself as God sees me, mm. he sees me as beautiful and fearfully and wonderfully made. And mm-hmm. I can now say that my soul know right well like David said, my soul knows right well that he has made me and there is no mistakes in God. No mm-hmm. mistakes. So I don't I don't say he did it. I say he's allowed it to be That's because right. he is getting glory from it. Amen. Cause you know, I mean, a lot of times as women, we can like minimize, oh well they they I've gone through so much. They would never understand their, their life's all together. They're so, you know, together, whatever. And, you know, when it's something that, I mean, that's a pretty dramatic struggle to, for God to be able to just take and totally turn around to where he gets the glory. And I mean, no one can say she wouldn't understand. Oh yeah. You would understand anybody's struggle. Right. And if God can use your life and even that struggle to work it together for good so that others can be encouraged by it. Oh, my goodness. That that gives hope to women like, OK, he can use my struggle too. Right. Right. And that's mm. that's what I want. Women, young women, because we it starts at such a young age for us that shapes our identity of who we we are. And we start to think that we're what the world says that we should be. And Mm -hmm. so it's just, I want to, to give that hope that look, this may have happened to you, but you're not defined by this. I Mm -hmm. always say, Athena, I, I coined a phrase for my life. It says, I have alopecia, but it doesn't have me. Yes. Amen. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you have experienced, you can, you can switch 
you know, take alopecia out and put in what it is that I am depressed. I, I suffer from depression, but it doesn't have me. Yeah. I have cancer, but it doesn't have me. I've been molested, but it doesn't own me mm. and define the person that I am. Only God gets to do that. And mm -hmm. we need to learn to look at our and define ourselves and look at ourselves through the lens of a loving creator that made us and shaped us to be what he wants us to be mm -hmm. and to just embrace it. I've learned to embrace what I call my, my imperfection, what mm -hmm. others may see as imperfection or flaws or mm -hmm. your scars. I've learned to love on them and love on me and just be who God wants me to be. If it, if it weren't for that, I wouldn't be able to do it. What you do. He yeah. had to give me he had to give it to me. Yeah. And if he gave it to me, that change of mind, that that defining moment, he can give it to anybody because that, he's no respecter of persons. Amen. Amen. And for you to have your music ministry and now the story in your book that, you know, just defines all of the emotional and mental struggles that you went through in grappling with this struggle and, and just coming to terms with this thorn in your side, so to yeah. speak, that, ah, wow, God, I mean, he's put you in a very unique position. And I just love how he puts you on the stage both singing and being an author. And what a powerful story to be able to point to his faithfulness. Woo! Yes, yes, mm. yes. So he is faithful. Yes. He <laughs> is. I love your story. So um, as we wrap up here, if if you could say the, the one main thing that you want a reader to come away with, to walk away with after they've read your book, what would you say that is? I want them, I want the reader to be inspired and encouraged because um, we do suffer through emotional challenges of low self-esteem and low and self-hatred. So I want them to walk away empowered I want them to walk away and discover your true identity in Christ, that you are beautiful. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I want them to experience the freedom in God. Mm. Amen. And you are such a great example of God working that in your life. So thank you. Thank you. I am just super excited to see all that God is going to do with breaking the shadows because yes. boy, you have come <laughs> out of some shadows, my friend. And yes, yes, I have. <laughs> the light is bright. First of all, thank you so much for spending time with thank me today. You. It's been thank an absolute delight. And if we want to send those who are watching or listening to your social media or your website, where's the best place to send them? We can do Instagram is good as it's at Carol Chisholm Ministries. Okay. Um, and it's really the same thing on Facebook. Okay, perfect. Well, we will list that in the bio below as well in the show notes. Thank you so, so much for sharing your 
just sharing your life with us. It has been, um, it's been a really good, rich time. And I just love <laughs> seeing what God has done with you. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And thank you so much to Redemption Press. It has been a delight to be able yeah. to help you with your book. Thank you. <laughs> Amen.